Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. San Fernando, Philippines, which is about six hours north of Manila. And we're visiting my wife's family up here. But unfortunately, the Wi-Fi hasn't been that great. So I'd be sitting at internet cafes with a whole bunch of teenagers playing video games. So apologies if there's any background noise. But I'll mute my... But uh, for those of you who have a glimpse of the internet cafe, a whole bunch of uh, teenagers playing amazing video games. Uh, so... Our fellow digital mats, fellow world travelers, fellow food lovers, and we actually have a combination of all three on the show here today. Our guest today, and Claire, and travel blog called Authentic Food Quest, and it, it chronicles their journeys of uh, travel and of about their own travels, uh, their business, the digital nomad journey, and uh, some of their favorite food items, and of course, how they able to uh, fund their travels. Joining well, us uh, from uh, beautiful Las Vegas, and uh, just a little side note, uh, uh, the Las Vegas first season, so pretty amazing feat there, so good luck to them uh, to win the Stanley Cup for the first ever season. So, how are you guys over there being Beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, America. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing great. Uh, we just arrived actually about a week ago and um, we're house sitting and I'm really enjoying the actual temperate temperatures so far. Mm -hmm. um, it's not been too hot, but it's been, it's been really nice. So we're taking care of little Boston Terrier uh, who might show up here and there <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> guys sounds great so uh let's start at the beginning i'd love to hear a little about your passion for food and for travel let's uh trace it back to the beginning wow um I mean, we can go as far back as we want to go <laughs> um i think um the the blog itself authentic food quest started in 2015 and that's when we were both working corporate careers and we left our corporate jobs um, out of frustration, out of the out of getting out of the politics, and wanted to really create our own enterprise and something that we were passionate about. Um, so, food and travel have really been two things that we have consistently loved um, and done personally. And so, the idea of combining the two, um, we decided to do that in 2015. And that's also for own experience, uh, me being from France, being an expat in the US. And at some point we also were in France and for Rosemary was also being an expat in France and how to connect with people and connect with the culture of a country. Um, for us, it was always through food and food tasting, what are the local specialties? So we wanted to share that way of uh, connecting and traveling and how to experience better a region uh, through food. You know, what, what's interesting is uh, when we were living in France, um, I had some expat friends uh, from the US and from the UK who were living in France at the same time, but they didn't know much about the local, some of the local French foods that I knew from Claire. So it was always interesting to me, we're in the same country, in, you know, moved to France at about the same time. 
But yet I'm, in, I'm learning and discovering this interesting cheeses from around France and, you know, meats and drinks and, you know, interesting, unique things. And I thought that they should have the same experience, you know, as, as we, as I'm having. And so when we moved back to the U.S., we moved to Los Angeles. And then it was from there that we decided, we left our jobs and decided to um, take off and create Authentic Food Quest. Sounds great. So you guys have created an amazing, uh, you know, food And uh, it's definitely a great uh, name uh, because that's what we do as travelers. We're looking for that authentic food, uh, you know, experience. So tell us a little bit about the, the, the blog, uh, the major themes and topics you guys are writing about, and how do you allocate roles? Like, uh, what does Rosemary do and what does Claire do? Besides what are you guys eating, uh, how do you guys allocate roles with the blog? Well, the, the blog is, um, it's really, it started off as us chronicling our stories about the different foods that we were discovering. And so every time we would visit a new country, and we still do this today, or a new city or new region, um, we always start by exploring the food first ahead of time before we get there. Um, so we, you know, we, read, we read up online and see what's been written about the local food. We connect with locals, um, for example, in the US, before we went to South America or Southeast Asia, we connected with locals here. And then when we get there, we then connect with other with the same locals. Maybe they introduce us to their family there or friends. We connect with them there. We stay with locals um, so we can have an experience with how they eat on a daily basis, where they shop, the markets they visit. Um, we interview local experts. And so we do all of this to help us understand um, the local food in the area. Um, in addition, we visit markets, local food markets, as well as the local food stores as well. And then finally, of course, we you know visit the restaurants um, and uh, and participate in the local food experiences um, to have a sense of what what's real local. So for us, it's starting really as more a personal quest and how to live again an experience for a country. Uh, we tend to travel slow and how to really experience that that local, live like a local type of experience and eat like a local. And as we progress for our journey, uh, we turn out to be, uh, to transform the bloggers more as a platform, a resource platform for all food travelers um, or travelers that might want to connect further with the country, again, have that more authentic experience. And we think that food is really the entry point to be able to get beyond just being a simple tourist and be able to go deeper into connecting with people, prove the food, and understanding maybe some subtleties about the uh, local culture. Um, so that's what now we portray on our, on our blog and our website is really resources and way to better travel through food. So to, to answer, I'm sorry, go ahead. Curious to know, how do you guys actually find the places to eat? Because you've got your famous websites like TripAdvisor or Zomato, Holy Planet. Uh, you've got your blogs, uh, travel websites, forums, Facebook groups. How are you guys finding the different, uh, you know, the local food? Walk us through that journey. 
Sure, sure. Um, it's a process that uh, we've coined. Uh, we've coined the Sabre Local. And it actually takes 12 steps um, for us to actually identify what those um, local dishes are or foods of a location. Um, so we go at it from multiple points of views. Um, we start by researching about the food in the area before we go there. Um, as I mentioned, we connect with locals again before we go there. While we're there, we connect with locals again. We're staying with locals. We interview journalists. We interview chefs. We interview local people, local um, like chefs from not necessarily um, high-end restaurants. Um, corner restaurants and restaurants, people for who specialize in authentic food or food from the region. So we interview them, we ask them about their history of the food, what, what the dishes are, why they're important, why we can only find them in that area. Um, we also visit the local mm -hmm. markets. So, so to give an example, like when we say connecting with locals, so like before we leave, we might, you know, reach out to friends or go on our Facebook personal page and say, you know, we're going to Vietnam and, you know, some people that we know may know someone who either living there or who is in the U.S. and has family there. Uh, when we went to Argentina, that's how we connected with some of the people there. Uh, same thing, we went to Chile, uh, to Peru. Uh, same again when we uh, arrived in the Philippines. Um, so wherever we are going, we do that reach out ahead of time. And then, as Rosemary mentioned, there's uh, locals there. So it's either people who give us some address of people there, or sometimes we, we, or most of the time, sorry, we, we stay uh, like in Airbnbs, and we, we, um, we um, choose to stay and to share a place with locals. So we might not just rent a place by ourselves, but also uh, think about you know, being with a family while we are there. Yeah, and one of, the, one of the things that we found really great about traveling through food and asking people questions about their food of their region is people are so open, they're mm -hmm. so friendly. When we ask and we show curiosity, even if we don't speak the same language, um, they so much want us to know and to taste, and they're so willing to share. It's been, it's been an amazing experience, yes. a, really, a really unique way of connecting. Um, and then, you know, I think we mentioned that we go to the restaurants, of course, the local restaurants uh, where the dishes are made. Um, sometimes some of the people that we stay with um, make the dishes for us or teach us how to make the dishes. So, for example, in Portugal, um, codfish is one of the, you know, it's like the primary dish in the country. And where we were staying, our Airbnb host um, taught us how to make the, the dish. She sent us to the market. We bought the fish. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. We came back and in Portuguese and, you know, English and trying to understand and we made a meal together. So and that started with a discussion of us just, you know, what's your favorite uh, local Portuguese specialty? And then it was like, well, you know, this is uh, bacalao a la brasa. And we're like, okay. And she's like, ah, if you want, we can make it. You know, this is what I need. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Five minutes later, we are at the supermarket uh, and the local store trying to find the right ingredients. Yeah. I, I, 
here, uh, you know, your favorite country question and of course favorite uh, wow. food question. So I would be doing an injustice if I didn't ask you that question because I think we're all one country and of course your favorite food on your journey so far. <laughs> well, wow. Every single country, region, place has its own unique specialties. So we go, we travel more from that lens and not so much about um, just what's the cool dish there, what's the trendy um, food of the area. Um, so in terms of some of the interesting mm -hmm. um, countries, I mean, I will start on saying, I'd say Peru has one of the most original and different types of cuisines that I have experienced and we have experienced on our travels. Um, you find a nice blend of um, Chinese culture blended into the Peruvian culture. You'll find Japanese culture blended into Peruvian cuisine, mm -hmm. African heritage. So the food um, is all unique and different. And then certainly the food from the Amazon jungle is, you know, not to be missed. So for me, it's one country that um, really has really blown my mind. Um, yeah, I think for me, when we uh, were in Southeast Asia, I really discovered Vietnam. And it was uh, regarding all the flavors and the herbs that they can combine in the dishes. And it was really, really, really interesting when they were bringing those plates full of herbs and how we were supposed to eat those dishes. And the people would tell us we were, you know, sometimes a bit clueless on how to start some of, of those dishes. And we would learn through gesture and how to best eat the dish. And uh, it was really a, a wonderful experience in Vietnam. Yeah. I mean, Malaysia as well, Penang, um, you know, it's also amazing cuisine as well. Um, Charcateo mm -hmm. is one of our favorite dishes, which is, um, it's like pad thai. It's the closest thing I can think of. It's like um, Thai pad thai, um, but it's different within its own, you know, with the ingredients that go into it. Um, the fruits are incredible. Uh, fruits from, you know, dragon fruit in Asia, mm -hmm. um, custard apple or chirimoya in, in um, Chile. Um, I mean, Lukuma, Lukuma as well. You know, we learn about the ice creams <laughs> made with those fruits. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's. I mean, everything. The drinks as well, local drinks. I mean, we could go everywhere. So it's. Is it? It's difficult to say that there's one country or one cuisine, um, but there are elements of all cuisines that we have found really remarkable. To uh, most of those places you mentioned. Of South America, Malaysia has amazing food, Vietnam, uh, you know, and of course all the fruits in South and Latin America and here in Asia. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, amazing. Talk hours and end, and that's why obviously you have your whole uh, blog dedicated to it, you have your books, etc. So uh, before we get into your books and all, I wanted to cover this area of the food, but it's very hard to actually capture it in terms of a photo and then sharing that on Instagram and social media. Uh, so tell us some, some tips you guys created, uh, you know, amazing food photography. Sure. Sure. Um, it's been a, you know, a skill that we learned along the way. Um, and it's, for us, it's been, um, you know, one is the taking care, I mean, be careful about the lighting. So wherever you are, um, as far as the dishes, it's really a close-up shot. 
so be able to have a, a nice lighting. It's not always the case. We're getting where we are at some restaurants, it's really dark light, or if we're at night, or if it's street food. Uh, and again, some of these you know, market might happen at night, like in Southeast Asia. Uh, so what we do is, uh, Julie, I'm the one taking the pictures, and then Rosa Marie uh, would have a, you know, her phone to be able to project some lights um, if really it's too dark. Uh, so be paying attention to lighting really helps on really uh, putting a, a spotlight on the dish. Um, then it's really to uh, have a, you know, to be close to the dish, to really be able to zoom in and bring in kind of that like 3D um, delicious <laughs> aspect of the dish within uh, the image. Um, so those are our two, two main things. Um, and then I use a software called GIMP, but a free software, then to rework some of the pictures behind it. It might be, again, we're, we're taking pictures on the go. Uh, so sometimes uh, it needs to be, you know, cut out or do, do reframe a bit of the pictures. Uh, so that's also a processing kind of a, after a picture has been taken, how to uh, frame it better and put it in the best light uh, for, for the website. But then because we're also writing about authentic food and authentic food experiences, sometimes when we capture the picture, we capture them in the environment that they are in. Mm -hmm. And so we're not necessarily always driven by the best. Um, we, ain't, we strive for the best, but we always take it in context of what it will be like when people go to that street food vendor and experience the food there. Um, or eat at that particular restaurant. So that's something that we also recognize. Um, the other piece that goes along with this as well is um, the story that we tell around the food. Um, it's one thing to show beautiful pictures of the food, but I think it's also another to share why it's important or the story behind the food. And so the combination of the two, I think, is what we really strive. So it's see the food, get tempted by it, but also understand why? Why you don't want to miss that particular dish on your travels to that region? I think it, it ties uh, to a, a question you uh, asked us earlier, uh, which is what's your role on the blog? Yeah. And uh, I tend to do more of the technical uh, work and um, all the, the photos, uh, putting up, you know, do the, the maintenance on the blog, uh, the back-end work. Um, and, and the writing and how to uh, position her voice uh, is more Rosemary's role. Yeah, so, we, yes. so it's kind of divided into those two areas, um, yeah. but we, you know, we collaborate mm -hmm. uh, as well. Sounds great. And, uh, you know, uh, I have to ask things too. And, you know, as digital nomads, we go through these ups and downs financially and we figure out the whole multiple streams, the income approach. So. I'd love to hear your and how have you guys failed, but ultimately, how have you guys also succeeded in terms of making money through your blog? Yeah, wow. Um, I think I'll start here, then mm -hmm. and I'll have you jump in. It has been a journey. Um, when we left our corporate careers in 2015, to be honest, we did not um, quite have everything mapped out in terms of how to finance our quest. Um, we had some savings aside that helped us get going. Um, and so we really began the whole looking into the monetization 
um, in the more recent, I think year or so, um, year or a few months ago, you know, so. Yeah, I think it's, it's uh, exactly what uh, Rosemary mentioned is uh, it's a journey and coming from a corporate world, we were so used to a certain mindset. So at first it's really relearning, uh, you know, how to now depend more on our own and how can we uh, bring value to our audience. So it's been uh, also a process of uh, how to bring the right content, being patient. Um, so the patience is really a hard thing for me to learn. So uh, <laughs> it took me a month <laughs> and I'm still working on it um, to be able to build those blogs, this foundation of uh, good content, great content, um, good positionings, being able to have a, um, a you know, consistent message across our channel, across on our website. And, and from there, uh, from that, that's when started to have more um, opportunities, uh, either through sponsored content, uh, through advertising, having more people on our sites. So things came along the way we learned as well uh, through networking with other bloggers, uh, going to um, conferences, bloggers confer conferences, and always learning on you know, how can we improve uh, from affiliate marketing, uh, so advertising, uh, sponsored content, um, those are the main, I think, the main area, and then, uh, then launching our own products. So books, and now recently we launched uh, food trials. Awesome. A couple of weeks ago, you actually uh, released your latest book, Authentic Food Quest Peru. Uh, tell us about that one. Uh, tell us about just generally about all your books, but then. Yeah, so our, our goal is to help inspire people to travel through the local food. And sometimes people don't even know what the local dishes are. And they, don't, they may not have someone to ask. Um, and so what we want to do is be able to give people resources so that when they get to where they're going, they have a clear sense on what, what to eat, what not to miss, because that is one of the biggest frustrations we hear people have when they go somewhere, somewhere new, and then all of a sudden they go back home and they were like, I should have eaten that. Oh my God, I didn't realize this came from there. Oh, I should have I missed that. So we want to help avoid that. And so we have a, we started out with our books. Uh, we have two books so far. One of them is, the first book is Authentic Food Quest Argentina. And that's a guide to help you eat authentically through Argentina. That we released in 2016. Um, the second book is the one you're talking about, Authentic Food Quest Peru, which we released earlier this month. And this one that takes you through Lima and Cusco, guiding you through the food experiences not to miss in those two cities. And then in the midst of all of this, <laughs> yeah, we, we put together what we call food trails, which are self-guided city tours. And the idea here is to have um, more of a simple PDF that talks about why you should taste some of the local specialties within that city, uh, have a practical information about where to have it and, and what to have, of course. Uh, this also with a map so people can easily find out, you know, the, the top dishes they should not miss whenever they travel to a, that particular city.
So you guys obviously have saved money as well through things like house sitting, because it's not only about making the money, but saving the money. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, some of the ways to save money that are working out for you. So you're right, Ricky. There is the two parts to it. It's, you know, saving money um, and making money. And on the saving money piece, um, you know, we, we house it, particularly when we're in the U.S., and this is where we are right now. This is one of the, as you know, one of the most expensive countries. <laughs> and we're here temporarily, so it doesn't make sense for us to have um, a, an apartment here or something. Mm -hmm. um, so we use house sitting um, to, to really bring down our daily cost of living. Um, we've been fortunate to be able to have had some really amazing experiences in Florida. And now we're starting here in Las Vegas for the first time. We've also house sat in California as well. Um, but in and in Illinois, where we are uh, based as well, we also house it there. So we've had really great experiences from that perspective. And this this gives us the time uh, what we need to be in the US. Uh, either like this year, we had to do some paperwork, so we needed to to be here for a little bit. Um, and sometime is you know coming back to take care of a few personal things, and then we we can prepare also for the next step in our journey. Uh, so that gives us some, some time to settle, uh, work on our books, uh, work on our products, and then uh, be able to plan for the next phase in, in our journey. As far as uh, limiting also expenses on the road, we travel slow. Uh, so like booking a place from a, for a long period of time, uh, it's, it allows really to get you know, some savings. Um, for example, when we're staying in, in Thailand, for a month at a time, we're able to rent uh, uh, an apartment or share a place um, with, you know, um, really good savings at the end of the day, rather than trying to travel like a week at a time. Uh, same thing with, you know, air travels. Uh, we use our, our mileage, you know, miles as well uh, to be able to, to travel for free in some places. And also, again, if we're able to do some um, air travel for long distances and then locally we might use the buses. We did that a lot in, in all South America because the buses are very, very convenient. Um, and, and in Asia, Southeast Asia, air travel was really cheap. Um, so that's how um, those two pieces as far as of, those are really the big buckets, uh, which is lodging and transportation. Uh, that's how we try to minimize those costs. And then I think those are some awesome, awesome, awesome uh, tips for uh, both uh, the making money angle and, of course, the saving money angle. Uh, you guys are currently in uh, doing this, uh, of course, the house set. You just released your book. Tell us about uh, what's the future hold for this year and beyond in terms of your travel. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so well, for our next step, um, we, we are working uh, more again with more partners. Um, so we have uh, an opportunity to be in Sri Lanka at the, uh, toward you know, the, the October actually this year. Uh, this is not yet formalized, so we're still waiting uh, for that to come through and be able to um, form my last step, but that would mean also staying uh, in Southeast Asia or Asia for the remaining of a year. So we are still preparing that 
that part and then the, the second part of the journey after that would be to go to Europe and Central Asia. So places, when we talk about Europe, more Eastern Europe where we haven't been much and again we, we have some potential partnership that we're still working on right at this time. Um, so we're, we're kind of making our plan <laughs> right now on those two parts of, uh, of the next steps of the journey. And the idea is we again bring more um, more destination um, for for travelers and add uh, more content on our website and on platform uh, for people who like to explore other parts of of this world. <laughs> I mean, the, the long term goal um, is to have this really be a resource platform. Um, so any food traveler looking to explore the authentic food, ideally in any location um, would be able to come to Authentic Food Quest and they'll know exactly what not to miss um, from food, drinks, fruits, markets, um, and local experiences. Sounds great. Uh, my final question here, which I asked a lot of guests uh, quite successfully here in the travel blogging industry and as digital nomads, uh, but uh, a lot of people who are listeners of our show or viewers on YouTube or I, so I'd love to hear your tips on how to get started as a digital nomad, as a world traveler, as a travel blogger. Any? <laughs> hey, the first thing I will say is um, feel the fear. <laughs> and do it anyway. <laughs> that I think is a theme um, to keep in mind as you're thinking about mm -hmm. exploring, becoming a digital nomad. Um, and, and you know, moving into this space of travel blogging. Um, Claire mentioned patience earlier. Um, this is something that you want to have um, and find a great big reservoir of patience to build your travel blog. Because um, that will come, but it will come with time. It'll come with commitment. Um, so that means being passionate about uh, what you're interested in writing about. Um, so that is, you know, mm -hmm. at, the, at the core, I think those are some guiding frameworks. Yes, I would uh, add to this uh, taking action. Uh, I think that's been, for me, that's really a thinker and, and always kind of trying to plan a free step ahead. Uh, there's also the, the idea of, you know, right now you just, you just need to get going. Uh, because if you don't do it now, you will never do it. will never be the kind of a perfect timing to do it. Um, so there's really that part of uh, take action, get, get moving, get, you know, for that first step. Um, that's really important. And I think the, the second piece is um, assessing also your risk level. Uh, so some people might be more ready to get go and, and be like, oh, I'll figure it on the road. Um, for us, it, it's been uh, a bit of that because things, uh, you know, started earlier than we wanted it to start. Um, and also, if, if, you know, you want to have more comfort and, um, you know, be ready for, for that time where you're going to be traveling, uh, then prepare it. Have, have a plan, take action again, but you might want to uh, start doing some freelancing, uh, before you really hit the road. Um, that's uh, something we haven't mentioned, but that's something that we both have been doing in parallel of a website. 
as we're building income more with the website. We've been also doing some freelancing, freelancing on the on the side. So if that's you know something that will help you to get on the road, maybe start with that. And then once you have the uh, amount you know uh, you have saved enough, now you can take on the road and uh, be comfortable with where you're at. I think I would say that the grass is not always green. Great advice. Great advice. You still here? Join a pleasure to have you on your show. Uh, I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to plug away at anything you want to plug away at uh, your website, your books, your social media. You know with the listeners of viewers so that they can connect. Well, thank you, they, thank you Ricky. Well, uh, for, well, thank you, Ricky, for the opportunity to share our story. I really appreciate the time, um, given the time difference, first of all. Um, I mean, a few things that I would like to do is really encourage people um, when they're on their travels to um, eat local. Um, there are far too many times when we're traveling, we see people at the pizza places or Italian restaurants that you'll find anywhere around the world. And, you know, we say when you're somewhere new, um, eat local. Okay. Hello? Um, and so we would say, um, Ipo, go ahead. So to stay in touch with us, you can go on our website. It's authenticfoodquest.com. Again, authenticfoodquest.com. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, Authentic Food Quests. And Twitter is a food quest, and you can also see us on our YouTube channel on Authentic Food Quest. And certainly, uh, we encourage you to um, check out our books, um, Authentic Food Quest Peru, which takes you on a culinary journey through Lima and Cusco. So, if you're heading out to see Machu Picchu or the Inca ruins, take a copy of the book with you, which is more like a lonely planet for food. So it really focuses on what the dish is not to miss and the, st and the stories behind the food. So grab that off of Amazon and take it with you. And then if Argentina is on your destination list, we have Authentic Food Quest Argentina that you could also um, download uh, on Kindle or get a paperback from Amazon.com. And then we have food trails, which we mentioned earlier, which, are city which take you through specific cities. Um, those are PDFs available on our website at AuthenticFoodQuest.com. So we encourage you to connect.